Everything you did brought you where you are now. Where you belong. Oh. The final season. The final season. The final trailer of the final season. And it's finally here. Are we sure it's the final trailer? Or we just, we have a really strong feeling about it. Okay, you're right. We don't know for sure. It just feels that way. Oh, do you see We're this only- logo at the end of the trailer? GOT, the final season? That is fresh. Good job, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our podcast for the final trailer. Like We, we said, got it. For the final season of Game of Thrones. This only, what was a couple days ago, we were just talking about, man, this would be a good, good time for us all to come together and celebrate something. Yeah, it was literally a week ago. We were complaining like crazy. I was complaining like crazy. And uh, asking you shall receive. And the final trailer is finally here. And I seriously, I could not be more excited. I have not had so much fun with Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire in a really long time. And so it's been the hype levels are through the roof. And thank you to everyone who's been tweeting us your owns over the past couple days. The official description on the Game of Thrones YouTube channel is the trailer is here. (laughs) Period. (laughs) End of discussion. We wanted a trailer and now we have a sequence. If if I'm just going to start at the top of this thing, I know that we haven't talked about this yet with each other. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about this because I feel like I haven't really expressed my full range of emotions. We haven't talked about it. We haven't processed it officially. You can't process it until we all come together and have a conversation. Yeah, I think everyone should have a Game of Thrones podcast at this point. That's the thing. It's like, this is one of those moments when a trailer for the last season of Game of Thrones gets dropped and it's like the world stands still for a minute and everybody's talking about it and everyone has an opinion and everybody has new insights and I've seen so many cool theories and you know, we were talking about in our last episode how how do we talk about season eight when there's nothing to talk about with season eight? You know, mm-hmm. we have our own thoughts after season seven. We have our own thoughts for what the end game of the series is going to look like. But being able to see that in front of us, being able to see all of these characters coming together, being able to see Arya and Sansa and dragons and John and Danny in the Crypts of Winterfell and dragons and winterfell and dragons yeah it really it it makes it feel so real and that's such a cliche thing to say but it's just once you i think see... a lot of people are feeling exactly the same way right now a lot of people are really excited about a tel- television show right now and i feel like it's bringing a lot of people together and that's a really cool thing it just it's real that this is this is the final season and we're going to get answers and closure yeah there's going to be an ending it's wild. Hannah told me that Bran's voice sounds exactly the same at 0.25 speed. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're on YouTube and you're watching the trailer, we're treated to voiceover in epic fashion. We've got Bran. He's he's reminding everyone about the the future and the past and the present. And I'm wondering, I don't know. I'm just I'm just confused about a lot of stuff <laughs> about Bran. Okay, so here's what I think. I'm just gonna go for it, and we're just gonna start talking about stuff because between the trailer, between the Entertainment Weekly article that was released, gosh, that was really exciting. That's not like a spoiler thing, right? Like that's just out in the open for something. I know some people don't want to talk about the trailer and all this kind of stuff, but I guess if you're listening to this episode, you already know you want to talk about the trailer, so. If you're listening to the podcast and you're not someone who spends time looking at social media or the kind of articles that Entertainment Weekly is writing with. How did you get here? 
<laughs> onset access specific onset access i believe that they're owned by the same parent company and this has been kind of a regular thing and now we're seeing the final version of it the general consensus is that everyone has agreed it looks to be that there's going to be some kind of battle in winterfell and oh yeah we i think we saw that all coming i mean mm-hmm. stannis declared that he would not stand for those false pretenders to reside within the walls so there's going to be some kind of battle there don't you think hannah absolutely and i <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you can't really tell from the trailer but something that i thought was interesting so that between that article and the trailer and all this kind of things there's a couple pieces that we've been able to glean and one of them is that all of this is happening in the first couple episodes. So the thing that really stood out to me the most about this trailer, which shouldn't surprise me because I know we have six episodes to work with, but we're talking about the Battle of Winterfell happening in the first couple of episodes, which to me, that's such a big end game moment. And there's going to be a lot of death. There's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a, just a lot, period, coming together through that episode. And to realize that we're going to see it just in a matter of a couple weeks and not have to wait to the end of the season. Do you think that the battle will be split between the first and second episodes? Or do you think the first episode will be sort of the great setup and maybe it'll have a cliffhanger or something and then we'll see the whole thing in the second episode? Yeah, I think we'll see the whole thing in the second episode. And like that article is talking about, if you haven't read it yet, then we'll probably recap the entire thing so you don't need to read it anymore. <laughs> but um, that there's going to be build up, And then they talked a lot about this battle episode and how it was shot and filmed and the care that went into it, how it's the longest battle on screen ever filmed. And I can only assume and we can only know that they're talking about this battle at Winterfell. And so I think that we're going to get some sort of build up episode and then we're just going to spend an hour and a half in this very intense scene and moment. So to me, that's extremely exciting. And I'm not necessarily like a battle person per se, but um, with all of our favorites here, I bet a lot of people are, are going to face that same sort of thing. A lot of people that don't fancy themselves action sequence aficionados are going to be following Arya with heart palpitations when whoever's chasing her in the crypts of Winterfell. Who is chasing her in the crypts of Winterfell? Can we just start with that? It looks like she's terrified. That, you know what I mean? That sort of self-satisfaction that she's normally working with isn't mm-hmm. there anymore. And she's mm-hmm. sprinting down the hallway, hellbent to get away from what looks to be a crowd of the undead. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> so that's what we're working with now, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is the thing that's interesting to me is as we're thinking about the Battle of Winterfell and the implications of that. And if Arya is inside the castle running, then I feel like that brings up so many questions. Like, was Winterfell breached? I was seeing some theories about people talking about Starks being reanimated down in the crypts and then coming Mm -hmm. back to, you know, what do you think about that? I don't know what I think about that. I think that I don't know if they could pull it off in a way that on, on screen. Sean Bean is back. Yeah. To me, (laughs) if I'm thinking about it from like a book perspective, he's carrying his own head. Someone's (laughs) like Ned's head. (laughs) It's dark. (laughs) I think like if that's, if that's the way we're going to go from a book perspective, I think that could be interesting. I feel like 
turn what if that that's into how a we TV get Lady sequence? Stoneheart? What if that's how we get Lady Stoneheart and she's in the crypt and we're like, oh, for a second, there's a really epic shot and her face is sort of marred in the same exact way. What do you think about that? Well, actually, if you slow down the trailer to 0. 0.25 on Don't YouTube do that. No. and you look in the no. <laughs> you look in the crypts really closely in the corner, you can see Lady Stoneheart. It's such an interesting place for us to start the trailer off at. And not that we necessarily have to talk about this in chronological order, but like you were saying, Arya is usually composed and kind of trying to make it seem like she's got it all together and she's bloodied and sprinting and sweaty and stressed and very obviously fighting for her life. And I think that it could be her, whatever she is running from, whoever or whatever is inside Winterfell. Um it's the Which many I, face God. What can we surmise from this trailer? Do you think that we can guess who the winner of this is going to be? I mean, what are your thoughts on how this is coming together? And I mean, too broad, but like, who's going to make it and who isn't? Just like overall Winterfell battle thoughts. We know that everyone's converging. We have the shots of the Unsullied from Wintertown. We have the the kid who's like, look, look, look. It's the king and queen, basically. They're back. It's been so long. It's been since Ned Stark was here. And it's John and it's Danny, and they're arriving with the unsullied. I've read people making jokes about there being undead Starks coming from the crypts of Winterfell to haunt our heroes, you know, and attack them to basically make their make matters worse for them whenever the army from the the army of the dead were attacking from outside. But mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that the show would actually go there. I don't think so. Yeah. It kind of sounds like one of those things where you're like, holy shit. But imagine if they did do that. If the army of the dead are coming and they've got ice spiders that can scale the wall, potentially. Maybe they've got other animals that we don't know about. And they're in such a number that maybe they build like a wall or like a mound that they can run up like a body wall or something to breach the walls of Winterfell. Who knows? They have a dragon, too. But what if there's some way that they were able to to wake them and they have like a basically a force from inside come up and sort of uproot them? I wonder how many Starks are dead down there. I mean, probably a lot. I think I think that if we're talking about from like a lore perspective, to mm-hmm. me, that seems a much more compelling and interesting conversation. I just feel like for the show, if we're like talking about it show only, mm-hmm. to me, I can't imagine a way that they could pull that off in the final season without it being some sort of weird. Complete cheese. Yeah. Like fan service callback type of thing, God, you know? Just imagine that. That's the thing. It's like, can you imagine Ned Stark like showing up? I don't know how they could do that in a way that would. I, I hope they could just be reanimated corpses without any kind of definition. But what about Arya and just how like shocked she was? It looked like just a nightmare scenario for her. I'm not going to discount any possibilities, but I don't know. Like you, I think you said something earlier about uh, why would she be down there if there was a fight outside? Maybe at that point they would be breached. Maybe right. she was. I don't know. We really need Bran to just tell us what's going on because he's apparently all knowing and all seeing. If the army <laughs> of the dead are are going to wake someone uh, from the inside of Winterfell and make the battle a lot worse in that way, you know, this is something that I know a lot of people are alluding to the shot of Varys and Gilly and the baby, baby Sam, um, locked in somewhere, downstairs. hiding in safety in Winterfell, downstairs in the crypts or somewhere else in Winterfell, uh, reminding them of. Helm's Deep 
there was no kind of threat like that in the two towers though there was no possibility of people coming from the inside in this way and so if, if that were to happen that's like on a whole nother level of of violence that i wasn't considering i guess when i thought about the final showdown overall i didn't think about it being in a particular set piece like this but i i do guess that that's probably what would end up happening we would have a stronghold that people would need to reach and fortify and it's more convenient for a tv show to shoot it in one place and build a set and swing cameras around it too i just kind of saw it in in the air or out in some kind of open field we might still get that though if this isn't the only battle of the season and it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like it is yeah i i think that we'll we'll get some of that i think that um to me it's just the thought is interesting that if we're inside the castle it brought up the question of well then who wins you know, mm-hmm. and if this is after some of those big sweeping battle shots. And I mean, in the trailer, we get things like Jorah pacing the wall and we get Jamie fighting and Brienne fighting. And, and maybe those are definitely much more intimate shots than what maybe you had pictured in terms of like a wider scope that you were talking about. But I guess it's just all happening too so fast is what it is. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. all just in the same place. Gendry's there making weapons for him. It all just kind of converged at once. Right. It's cool, though. It's awesome, and it's exciting. It's, like I was saying, I don't know. It brings up the question of, well, then who wins? And if we're looking at Battle at Winterfell in the first couple episodes that goes wrong at the beginning, mm-hmm. what does that mean for the rest of the season? And to me, that's probably one of the biggest questions. I came out of this trailer with a lot of questions, but I think one of the biggest questions that I came out with was who's going to win this battle? What are the implications if we lose so early on how do we get away and if we lose that's what i'm saying sorry no but that's what i'm saying is like how do what happens if we don't win what happens if you know whatever is chasing aria catches her or is taking over and how and i i don't know you know we look at cersei over in king's landing kind of doing her thing how does all of that converge then you know how do we get from everybody in winterfell at the beginning to these visions of winterfell with or not visions of of not winterfell of king's landing with destruction and you know all that kind of stuff i don't know you think everyone runs south maybe but why the king's landing i have no idea i wonder i don't have any answers (laughs) (laughs) i wonder what reason i mean we'll have it really depends on who survives like who right. who they'll have some some kind of reason to go see or have a reason to believe that they'll have a a, a shot of hope we can who do you think has plot armor enough to survive the scenes that we've seen so far in this trailer like does Tyrion survive the battle of winterfell honestly i can't i feel like for so long we've been able to definitively say danny Tyrion, john sansa aria what if it's Tyrion that they kill in this battle? He only got one shot in the trailer, and it was when he was looking up at the dra- the dragon. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't think Tyrion's going to die here at the battle. I think that the people who are going to die at this battle are going to be somebody like Jorah, Brienne, um, Davos. Just so casually, just <laughs> sentencing our characters to death. I know, but you know, you know what I mean, like. We see them in the thick of it, and I'm trying to reconcile. Well, if Brienne goes, if Brienne dies in this battle, then how does Jamie die in her arms? Hmm. Also, different <laughs> <laughs> things that we need to think about. Um, 
I feel like we learned so much from this trailer without learning literally anything at all. I know I have so much more to obsess about because before we just had our feelings about where the characters were going and what we knew that they would be like when they got around each other and we knew that what the threat looked like that was headed toward them. It was in the shape of a giant Stark sigil as it walked through the wall. That's the thing that I feel like is exciting is that every single person's the intensity on every single person's face in this trailer. And I know that they're trying to get us hype for all like these very wild moments of this huge battle and this huge season and this huge end game. But I just feel like everybody, their storyline and their livelihood and everything rests on what's happening right here, right now. And we get moments in this trailer and we get John talking about how the enemy doesn't tire and it doesn't feel they're not fighting for the throne in this moment and they're not fighting for lands or for money or for power but they're fighting for their lives in a very very real way and it's all of these people who we've been watching for the last seven seasons with their own drama between themselves like you think about somebody like jamie at winterfell i mean the last time he was there he pushed bran out a window Mm. And having to put having to put aside all those different dynamics, I think is going to be one of the most interesting pieces about the beginning of this season with Jamie arriving with Danny and Sansa. I think that people were thinking that that little clip we talked about that was like mm-hmm. them getting in a little tiff or something. I don't necessarily know if I believe that. Who but knows if it really matters at this point if they're going to be bombarded so quickly? That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, how do we really have time for politics? I don't know. I don't think so. And I, I don't think it's going to matter to so this will be a, kind of a different kind of season in that way. This might be the most pure version of what GOT is supposed to be with those feelings that you're talking about, but also not only high uh, circumstances is probably not the best way to put it, but uh, our consequences. There we go. But like the highest of consequences, you know what I mean? The Night King. There he is. Headless Ned Stark. You got to run. You can't kill Ned Stark again. Just wait. Just just wait till the Night King starts talking. Then we oh are gosh. really in trouble. Well, he's already smirked. So we know that the, he there's there's something in that hard device of his. Did you see that article today that came uh, came out about the I, damn it? I really wish that I remember the name of the actor for everyone. I could Google it right now. Night King interview. <laughs> loudest keyboard in the game. Entertainment Weekly. They're really out here. Night King actor Vladimir Furtick teases season eight he has a target he wants to kill baby sam yeah baby sam you think he's that mad about baby sam (laughs) maybe oh my god could you imagine he's been chasing after baby sam for seasons on seasons oh my gosh what if that's the key to everything at the end oh my gosh well all we need to do is ask bran and i'm sure that he'll tell sam i'm sure that Sam, because Sam's really close to baby Sam, that among one of the first conversations we'll have in the season this year is uh, Brand telling Sam, like, hey, you know, the Night King's after baby Sam. This is really important. Also, they're going to sneak in via the crypts and all hell's going to break loose and Brand's going to die. Right. He's going to tell everyone that. Right. Yeah. What is Sam going to do with that information? I don't know, man. I don't know. The point I brought up the the interview with the the actor who plays the Night King because it seems that uh, by this final question, do you have an all time favorite Night King scene? He says that's still coming, and I of saw course. somewhere else. Here we go. Uh, what can we expect from him in the final season? 
He's interviewing the Night King. Um, what can we expect from the Night King in the final season? <laughs> can I call you Night King? <laughs> he's like, it's actually the Night's King in the show. And we're like, all right, got it. This is what <laughs> scribble, he says. Scribble, scribble. <laughs> People, this is, I can't do the Night King's voice because I haven't heard him yet. But <laughs> I know that uh, David J. Peterson invented Scroth. And we've talked about it on the podcast before, which is the the language. He didn't invent Scroth, but he did write. Um, George R. R. Martin did, but he did write. Um, he did make up some fake scroth words anyway yeah if we wanted someone to read it he could long way long way to say that anyway <laughs> people will see he has a target he wants to kill and you will find out who that is there's also that moment in hard home i put the emphasis on the wrong part there's also that moment in hard home when john snow was on the boat and the night king looked at him and raised his arms the Night King talks in the third person. This is strange. There's a similar and even stronger moment between John and the Night King this time. What do you think about that? Wow. I mean, that that moment at Hard Home is when you talk about probably scenes that stand out and give you the chills in all of Game of Thrones. That's definitely in the top. Especially when you saw it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember so, when that when I saw that, not to talk about times in the past but i remember pacing after that and i know that's super ridiculous to say but i did have to record a podcast right after so there was a little pressure (laughs) (laughs) hold on do fans recognize you what are their reactions not often sometimes many people ask me can you please kill Jon snow it's very interesting (laughs) sometimes this is real sometimes i watch youtube reactions after the season airs 50 percent of people love the night king and 50 percent of people hate him I kind of want to read Trump's voice now. And since I replaced Richard Brake, some people like how I play him and some don't. I really love Richard Brake uh, in the role of the Night King as well. That was uh, the actor who played him in Hard Home and mm-hmm. fucking terrifying. Really unsettling. It's going to be so cool to see what they do with that crazy character. If it's I know. all infinite money. Just here, what's he going to do? Well, he raised this guy from the dead. Watch him fly. I can't even. It's kind of hard to even really fathom it. especially. I think it was a good call that we didn't really get any of him in this trailer, except at the very, very end with the undead or the horse thing as it's making its way towards Winterfell. No, but they gave and him this exclusive interview. That's true. He did get an exclusive interview. I was super happy for him that he got that. But I mean, obviously, the Night King and, and everything that's happening with him and whoever is his target mm-hmm. that we can speculate about, that going to completely change the landscape of Westeros in my opinion they're not there's no way that regardless of what happens at Winterfell that they're going to not come out completely unchanged you know it's not going to be something that you just walk away from and say well good job we've like finished that moving on to the next thing thank you next you know I think it's already there, though, because we saw them Well, when the dragon was taken down, when when the Night King killed Viserion. I know they didn't see him raise the dragon, but stuff was pretty shaken there, you know? Oh, my gosh, because it's really like, well, shaken. now we're on the same level playing field. Because before you get the upper hand, well, we've got dragons, so shout out to us. But once we're on a level playing field, that changes completely the entire dynamic and not that what the night king is doing isn't scary enough but now he's got the resources to be able to take our team down he also seems to use his green sight yes and yes plan ahead with it so that's what i've been wanting to ask you is i was reading this theory that bran in this 
battle, Bran is using time to manipulate the outcome. Oh. And as well, so in this interview, this Entertainment Weekly interview, when they talk about oh, Entertainment the way Weekly, they, you say. <laughs> the way they describe this battle and how it's things that have never been done before and sequences happening within sequences, there's speculation that that, that means that Brand is manipulating time to kind of change the outcome and change the way that the whole thing moves and that he could possibly warg into the Night King in order to take control. Where did you read this article? Take control of the Night King and do what? Like kill his own people or kill himself? Let him be killed. So what if the Night King dies? And, and what if the, I mean, we've got two That's episodes by David Nutter. No, no, we have how many episodes? Let me see. Okay, we have three episodes by David Nutter. He's directing episode one and episode two. Our fave, Miguel Sapochnik, is coming back for episode three. And then David Nutter returns for episode four. And then Miguel is back for episode five. And then the mysterious episode six that we read about and salivated about and that article that James Hibbert wrote that Hannah was talking about at the beginning of the episode. David Benioff and Dan Weiss, showrunners of the show, of the Game of Thrones show. Never heard of it. Are directing that final episode so let's say he's taken down in episode two we've got everyone headed back to king's landing that scene where harry strickland from the golden company is in front mm -hmm. of cersei oh my god Hannah. think about it he's there and that person that was standing beside him i was uh i was dming with chloe obsessively the day the trailer dropped and we were trying to find out who that was and at first we were like oh is that Sansa and then yeah we were like no it can't be Sansa because of all these reasons but then we thought it was probably Asha and that might be a better fit I'm not sure but what if it was Sansa and what if Arya is there with her interesting well so that's what I'm saying is that we get all with this Cersei stuff. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no but that's exactly what I'm saying is we get all this stuff this madness at Winterfell out of the way and then we've got the politicking happening with do you really the think that company. that's gonna happen kind of Holy maybe i don't know crap. i mean this is just this is just purely Dude. speculation and we can talk what i really think is gonna happen before season eight comes out did you we start do feeling official... about that after you watched the trailer i'm sorry to interrupt i'm just really curious yes well okay yes because me thinking about what's gonna happen in season eight before the trailer I'm thinking about these big epic battles happening at the very end. I mean, that's just kind of what I think about because that's always what happens. <laughs> but we get build up in season, build up in episode one, uh -huh. Winterfell in episode two. Then we've got f four episodes where we're in King's Landing with Cersei dealing with whatever the heck is going on there. Then there's going to be like some beautiful episode at the end that's going to make everybody cry. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm saying. All I'm saying is I don't know what it I'm saying. It sounded beautiful. I like your theories. I lost my train of thought. I don't so even remember what I was talking about. Where's this theory that you read about Bran manipulating time? What's it all about? So, I, I mean, it's not really like a well-formed theory. It's just people chatting on Reddit, <laughs> which is where we all hang, um, <laughs> about Bran's involvement and kind of what Bran can do to help other than tell people something bad's gonna happen you know what i mean um but i think that he it's just this idea that he sees that we're losing and he affects something in time he goes back in time he 
manipulates time. I don't really know. But in some way, he uses all of these abilities that he's learned to do because we see him do this. You're blowing my mind right now. We see him do this with Ned. Right. At Tower of Joy. So we Uh know that it's possible. And to me, that that means that here's something that can happen. Let's see how it can be used in the past. So I don't know. I I don't have necessarily, I don't think it's like a very fleshed out thing. I don't read anything fleshed out about it. I don't have any more coherent thoughts about it than that. I just think that he has these abilities and it would be really cool if within this hour and a half long battle for their lives, his contribution is going in and he can't fight, but he can manipulate how the he can kill happens. the Night King in episode two and win the war against the dead. Yes. And wow. then what do we that have? That really, really, really serve me right for all of this sarcasm I've had in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know then. I also kind of like this. The- I also kind of like this idea that Winterfell gets wiped out, no offense, in episode two and then everyone's pushed south and then like Cersei blows everybody up or something, you know? <sighs> so I just. So this is what you think happens. No, I'm not going to go on the record. <laughs> I think anything happens, especially right now, as we're still like pulling stuff together from the trailer. Yeah, and processing and talking through theories and things like that. I just think it's was something very interesting. That is really that interesting. That came across because Bran. So. I'm assuming he leaves space and time when he accesses the Werewood Net, and uh, I guess utilizes whatever the technology of the Green Seers is. And from what we learned from the previous Three Eyed Raven, he is the best at it and right? he likes to do it and he's really good he's really good at this and so what if he's just so patiently just taking his time through all of this and that does happen but what does that say for the plan afterward you know because it, it sounds really good to set it up now and to be like oh yeah then we take out the night king and brand knows winterfell and just in case he didn't know it maybe he's able to explore it ethereally and he just makes a really solid plan and outsmarts the night king like what if it's he and the night king that are playing chess with each other because they are connected in that way because of the touch and because of the technology of the site we saw the night king get stabbed with the obsidian blade in the chest and get turned when he was a human and get turned into what he is now the genesis of the white walkers what if but what about everything else what do you mean? Like, where do we go from there after yeah. all of that is handled? Well, we defeat the Night King. We lose half a lot. our people. We lose a lot of people that matter to us. And it's really sad, but we have to, I mean, business has to be, business has to be taken care of with the rest of Westeros. And so they have to return to King's Landing to, I don't handle know. Handle Cersei. Handle Cersei, who's and not the Golden Company. held up her into the bargain that we can assume. Mm-hmm. And so they'll have the surviving people from the battle and the Golden Company will be partnered, we're assuming, unless Euron Greyjoy is up to his old magic tricks, um, a pretty well fortified Cersei force with Kyburn and all those little mountains. Did you see all those little mountains? Like in the same armor as him? Oh, no. Right behind him. They weren't, I don't think that they were like clones of him or anything, but they did have the same armor. It was pretty crazy oh, to see him all together. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. wouldn't Bran just also plan for that? All of that stuff? I don't know, unless he's desperate. What if he dies? Situation. What if he has to die in order for them to defeat the Night King like this? And he's well, like, so th- that's how 
it all ended and that's this is the end of my story and you guys have to deal with the aftermath just like Westeros has been dealing with it even before Aegon the Conqueror came here. Or Bran wargs into the Night King and then like so that he can fly the Night King into <laughs> John's line of sight and he can kill him. You oh know? my gosh, just like just like uh Helen Reed did for Ned yeah. basically. <laughs> So it's like Brand. It's like it's like it makes John a list. Sorry, you go on. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like Harry is not a Horcrux, or like Harry is a Horcrux series. When it's like Harry is a Horcrux, but he's actually not a Horcrux. It's like Brand is not the Night King, but he's actually like yeah, kind of so the Night Brand King. Yeah, so Brand is the Night second. King. Or was the Night <laughs> Which King? Which I hate that theory so much. But what if that's the thing? It's like guys, Brand can warg into anything. Okay, like he can warg into the Night King. So we're gonna win. Well, that's why I think it's interesting that. This, uh, this, you know, Jamie's arriving at Winterfell. How's Bran gonna react? Kind of thing. It's like, I don't think that Bran is stressed or concerned at all with something as small as Jamie Lannister when he has all of these abilities to save the realm. I mean, I think that people like Arya are gonna be pissed, but Bran could care less, in my opinion. Well, it's like John says, you know, you know, like John says. <laughs> <laughs> it, they're fighting the army of the dead. I feel like everyone, and now that we've gotten the crew together, especially after Littlefinger being murdered now, you know, it's kind of like, all right, we might, we could probably relax on the retribution a little bit, especially if Brienne's there to plead Jamie's case. And she's like, look, my sword, his sword. And they're like, that doesn't help you. That used to be our dad's sword. So I don't know. That could get ugly. That's going to be really fun to watch happen. I'm so, I keep saying that, but just those early dynamics, I'm so excited. But John riding a dragon is a pretty big deal. John riding a dragon. Is John that shot of the dragons riding through the Snowy Canyon? Did they just edit out John and Danny? I thought I saw someone like on one of them and then the next frame was them without anyone on it. I don't know if they would edit them out. That'd be interesting. I mean, they would be able to do that because the dragons aren't real. So that's a really that's a really interesting thing. Maybe that's what it is. And that's them sort of like, right? that's the scene right before Bran tells them or Sam tells them. Probably going to be Sam the one is the one that lets it down to John, right? He's like, hey, would, yeah. hey man. John's like, she's wonderful, right? <laughs> you <laughs> know, like, when they he's meet. He's got that strange stressed look on his face. He's looking at Sam who's with Gilly and he's giving him like double date vibes. Like, this is great, <laughs> man. Like, I know our life was hard and Alistair Thorne was a real dickhead to us and, and life was really tough. But And we might die, but look at this right now. Look at our girls, man. We <laughs> don't deserve them. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bran's not Bran. Well, Bran does tell Sam, but I do think that Sam is definitely going to be the one to to talk to John about who he really is. And I think that that scene with John and Daenerys in the crypts. Mm-hmm. Oh, are, it's like following that. Cause they I are at so. Lyanna's grave. I think so. And I think and that, she looked kind of mad that she had that moment where she was closing her eyes and she was like, Oh no. The implications of that. I mean, listen, like Danny's built her whole personal brand on the fact that she's the last remaining Targaryen. And now this throws a wrench into our plans and I feel like it overcomplicates something that's going to be complicated anyway. You take out any of this Targaryen stuff and you take out any of the politics and the fact that everybody's about to die and John and Danny's relationship is going to be complicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then adding in the fact that they're related and kind of what that means for her and what that means for the future. You know, I don't really know. And I think that, well... 
I think that in my mind, it's pretty obvious that not both of them aren't going to make it to the end of the season. So, drama. Bold. Right? I don't yeah, think that that's necessarily crazy. Well, we have the Nissa Nissa theory. So, right. There's uh, going to be something to do with Lightbringer and all of this, I think. And so I'm really interested to see how they adapt that lore from A Song of Ice and Fire and fit it in a neat bow with everything that they're trying to do with GOT. I feel like they have to. I feel like I feel like there's some some things that we can write off as, well, that's just not going to be a showism. But I feel like there's some things that are so endgame to A Song of Ice and Fire as a whole that there's no way around it. Well, they did bring the Golden Company. So, and Harry Strickland, what the heck? Yeah, I know. Homeless Harry Strickland. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> From the read through, you remember that? Yes. The so, homeless thing really gets me every time. <laughs> this will be this will be really cool to see unfold. And I, I what you said about Bran and manipulating time at Winterfell is really interesting to me because I was seeing this as like a uh, a conflict that dragged out. I was I saw that the clip of Arya at the beginning of the trailer and I thought maybe that it was some kind of a mystery like a red herring where we would assume, or maybe it was a double red herring that she actually would perish in that way. And that it was really sad and really sort of bold of them to put the, the trailer being framed with the, the voiceover and with her also being so sure of herself and holding mm-hmm. the dragon glass dagger in that way and saying that she wants to see this one's face. Yeah. Whatever she's talking about, maybe it's the night King. Maybe she wants to be the one to take him down. I'm not sure. Um, I thought that maybe she would, we would would die there and it would be really tough. Like it would be gut wrenching and there would be, maybe she sacrificed herself to, to help them escape, but I don't know what kind of escape that they would have. That is a long, long way from Winterfell to King's Landing. And it, I guess it's only because the way the show feels just overall from beginning to end with King's Landing being such a centerpiece that that's going to be where things go down at the end and i don't know if that's accurate and maybe it's just the way i feel right now when i'm talking about it but it's see it doesn't really make sense to me that they would go there to hide from the white walkers if they were running if there was so many other places to potentially go especially if there's potential enemies that are there that aren't coming to protect us right and help us in the first place why would we go there unless something you know unless we took care of business here and we're going there down there to take care of some more business um i'm screenshotting you this uh something i found on reddit that i need to give credit for because um it's not working whatever i'll read it to you snappy o bagels says on well somebody says we all know it's coming we've always known clegane bowl and snappy o bagels responds night king is really marching south to get front row seats it's like night king has a target and it's like oh yeah God, could you imagine seriously he it brings lady stoneheart from the crypt with him and she actually referees clegane bowl and david and dan are like are you not entertained everyone literally everyone's faces would melt and game of thrones would go down in history as the greatest artistic expression of all time they'd win um, every uh i'm like dead on the floor what's the tv award show called <laughs> i don't know what's it called? emmys they'd win every emmy oh man anyway i i want to go back to talking about aria a little bit because we've seen aria train her little heart out the entire the whole game of thrones has all been about aria's training 
really. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally going to be able to see, and we see a couple of quick action shots in the trailer with her spinning around just like the waif and, and her running and things like that. I'm excited to really see her in action. Oh, I mean, yeah. this is what this is what she's yeah. been training for. And mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she was really bad at it, but maybe she's also extremely good, you know? Is the hound wonderful? God, where is the hound.com? <laughs> Start the website now. We see him with fire. I mean, so he's obviously overcoming some sort of fear. <laughs> Not my question, but probably valid. <laughs> <laughs> pivoting in the that you will answer the question for uh, me. Let me think. Uh, Arya in action is, it's just like, she comes back. Maisie Williams is like, you guys remember season four? Do you guys remember season three? And she starts, and that's like her death chant. <laughs> mm-hmm. For Gondor. And then maybe she's overtaken by bad guys. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to, I mean. <laughs> it's hard to tell from a trailer what's really going to happen in season eight, huh? That's what makes it so fun is that there's so many things like where the hound is. I don't know. Does the hound have any reason to be at Winterfell? I don't know. Everyone's at Winterfell. So, so we hang can't out with Arya else. and for Arya to be like, look at what I learned in Bravos, dude. Are you still alive? Are you so proud of me? Yeah. Are you thing? so proud of me? Look at me. Are you proud? Do you think that I'm a really good fighter? I know how to stick him with the hardest. Maybe the Klingon Bull is because... Of Arya. And they're like in King's Landing and the mountain tries to get at her and the hound doesn't like it. Because Arya is like one of the only people that he actually cares about. Wow. Now that's some heartstrings right there. But that doesn't mean that the hound's at Winterfell. So. <laughs> if there. <laughs> Still doesn't answer your question. <laughs> where is the hound? Are you Googling where is the hound? No, he was with the guys. He's He's there in Winterfell. Yeah. Oh, duh. Because he came back with them. Yeah, duh. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very confused overall as to why Sandor Clegane was not helping Arya in that scene. I can only assume that it's because he's already dead. Or he was with Sansa. Yeah. That's the thing. The Hound is definitely one of those people that's probably not going to make it. Well, I mean, you think about Clegane Bowl, though. What are you talking about? He's a Zora High. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So Clegane Bowl, they all survive, okay? Um, the Night King still kind of wins the Battle of Winterfell. And they're headed south. It's a ridiculously long march. Maybe they go to White Harbor and find some ships. I'm not sure. Yeah, but we can't we can't think about transportation in Game of Thrones You're anymore right. because not in the those final were season. debunked long God, ago. But it's so far, and it's winter. I mean, it's really far to King's Landing. I know, but think about like all the times Varys traveled all over Timbuktu, and it was just yeah. But that's one switch. guy with one pair of flippers. All right. That's a lot of distance you can travel. We're talking about all the survivors. And they go down to King's Landing, and instead of Cersei fighting them, they plead to Cersei, and they're like, hey, the dead, like, John, can you do the thing? And he's like, the dead is coming. And she's like, got it. I think that I believe you now because Jamie's dead, okay? And we got all these guys here. And um, she's like... All right, well, I've got all these people. What are we going to do? We got to go fight together. And we all go fight together. And during the final battle, this is during episode six, one of the greatest secrets, we see Sandor Clegane and Gregor Clegane not fighting against each other, but beside each other. <laughs> what do you think about that? The real Clegane ball. Oh, my God. They're back to back destroying everyone. That's not happening. Come on. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely not happening. I think that we we may have exhausted uh, what's potentially possible out of this trailer, everybody. I don't think that's true. We got days so? and days and weeks. Yeah, you're right. 
there's so many more things that are come out of here. I have a couple more questions. Wait, okay. I don't know if they're questions, but there's random things to say. This is what I was saying um, when we were watching the trailer. That scene with Cersei crying mm. is one that really, really stood out to me because something that I was thinking about as I was watching this trailer is why should I care about what Cersei's doing in King's Landing at all when the real enemy is at our doorstep and Cersei seems to be like out here doing her thing, which maybe is extremely smart. It's like everyone gets killed at Winterfell and Cersei's hanging out in King's Landing and now she suddenly wins by accident. I think she'd be really happy about that. But there's a couple of things that are interesting to me about Cersei in this trailer. And one of them is her outfits. And this was pointed out in... I think Kim pointed this out in her frame by frame breakdown. Shout out Kim Renfro. She's wearing blues and kind of back to some of these more softer colors that she was wearing in the early seasons. She's crying. Um, so I'm just, I'm intrigued by her and Euron and what the Golden Company is actually going to do. And is she pregnant for real? Did she lose the baby? Was she ever pregnant in the first place? You mm-hmm. know, how much do you I'm think kinda, that'll matter? Well, that's what I'm not sure about. It's like, how am I supposed to be focused on Cersei's pregnancy scare when Jamie and Brienne are fighting side by side against White Walkers, the Whites? You know, like, how are we supposed to care about something like that? And so, to me, that's why I feel like we have to somehow get back to King's Landing because the politics are still... Well, but then there's this idea of like, well, if you thought it was about the politics and you weren't really paying attention all along, I don't really know. So those are my thoughts on Cersei. (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) But I I mean, I don't know if you got any of those same similar feelings, like from what you see from her in this trailer with Kyburn's side eye and her still out here doing her wild thing. Is there anything in that that leads you to believe that she's going to do anything helpful or of use or is she just going to get completely torn apart and it's not really going to matter you know or is jamie going to kill her you know i haven't thought about it that much because i've been really concerned with this huge conflict at winterfell it's not just a conflict in the north anymore you know this trailer gave it what we all expected to be or suspected to be rather a place and it's like okay everybody it's right season one episode one we're back at winterfell so when it cuts back to cersei and i see her you know pleased with the strategic offerings of those willing to join her cause i'm a little bit distracted i guess yeah it's like who cares kind of thing but when I think about it, I think about how maybe it might be a an ex, it might be an expression of the show or of the story at large to be like this is what it looks like to be powerful in a bubble, mm-hmm. and you're alone, and you're surrounded by Kyburn, and you're surrounded by people that look like the mountain, and also the mountains there. She doesn't look worried. And no, she's smug as heck. She just looks pleased that no one's left to stand against her. But I don't know how long that'll last. Maybe that's what the tears are about. What do you think about the Golden Company turning on Cersei? I think that when she's making plans with sellswords and people like Euron Greyjoy and the series is nearly at its end, that some truths about working and doing things 
at a dishonest level. Like George R. R. Martin is is all about lessons, and I think that we're going to see how that that lesson is expressed with Cersei, and I think that we'll probably be seeing it through. Hmm. I know that it's probably Euron that most of that will be thrust through, don't you think? I think so, yeah. I don't know what to think think about the Golden Company, but they have seemed to put some time and energy into it. So that's a variable that I'm not sure about. And I'm not mad that I'm confused about it. You know what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. it's cool to kind of just be a little bit. I'm, I've got a, I'm just looking forward to see what they do, you know? What do you have a, a, have you, what do you think about it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that the Golden Company is so much more complicated and matters so much more in A Song of Ice and Fire that it's like, how much of that could we... Could you imagine if that happened? Just like a a Fagon in episode three? And Danny's like, there's already John for Christ's sake. Now there's three of us. (laughs) No, I think that John becoming a Targaryen is going to kind of take on some of that role. Like Mm -hmm. some of that conflict a little bit of there's another Targaryen out there. Um, who's trying to mess with my vibe. I don't know about the Golden Company. I mean, I like this idea of um, Cersei, like you're saying, putting her trust and all of her eggs into the basket of swords at this point with Euron Greyjoy. I like this idea that um, they turn on her. I don't know when or why or how or at what point, um, but I think that's definitely intriguing. But I don't know. I can't decide if I think that Cersei as a whole is going to be a character who either dies extremely tragically at the hand of Jaime or who somehow has some sort of mini redemption arc and ends up doing some good and helping in this final battle. I don't know. I can't decide. So It all really hinges on what goes down in Winterfell, whether or not what you were talking about with Bran... You know, where the thing's in there and it becomes much more based in the sort of savagery of people dividing the spoils among themselves. Because now we've got Unsullied and Dothraki and Westeros. And we've got dragons again. It's like Aegon's returned. And we've got, you know, more than one dragon flying in the sky that's demanding to unite the Seven Kingdoms again. I guess they're already united, but we've got Cersei that's sort of leading in a a, a like an imperialistic manner that not everyone agreed to, you know, so, but there mm-hmm. still would be a fight to, to see that resolution. So I don't know. Or like Cersei's still holding on to this old idea that sitting on the throne means you have power Yeah, when that's been just completely destroyed. Yeah. Man, I don't know. It's so exciting. It is really exciting. That shot of John and Danny walking toward the dragon bones and the two dragons. Dear God. He was like, I didn't even know I wanted that. Thank you for making that up. Perfect. I know. I hope that John and so Danny's cool. interactions in this season are um, not cliche because there's some really powerful stuff between the two of them. You're still feeling those vibes from season seven? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm we're going to have go. any time for that. Maybe It may be wishful thinking, but... This is a transition to talk about people that are really important to me that we haven't mentioned yet. We've got Beric Dondarrion walking casually with a flaming sword. I mean, this is this is in-game territory. You know, he's using it as a torch. 
I know. Also, he's alive. Also, he's alive. And Tormund's yeah. alive. But that's where we're at. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of room for the, kind of like the silly things to be said. Like maybe we there were stalling for this moment. I don't know, though. There has to be. And this is the same conversation we had before the last season of like we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes Game of Thrones Game of Thrones, you know, is these we're talking about these huge battle sequences and things like that. But what makes the show and the story what we love so much is these quiet moments between characters and so i think that there has to be time for moments between john and danny that are these very intimate type conversations you know i think that we lose so much about game of thrones and the song of ice and fire if we don't have if it's just go 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 the whole time you know Mm -hmm. but that's just my humble opinion we don't really have a lot of time, so who knows? We might have a lot of time. The Night King dies in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> we might. I don't know. How much do you believe in that? You just completely I threw me for a complete loop in this recording. I'm like, what? I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. It is cool, but man, I mean, that would make Bran so awesome. Like, so awesome. And he was just so calm, cool, and collected the whole time. Like, since the moment he found out about it, maybe it was during the attack on the on the uh, the tree. Uh, like, the original, when the Three-Eyed Raven was, like, handing over the reins. Maybe he saw it then, or maybe he saw it after Benjen helped them escape and they were brought to that other heart tree. You know? some Somewhere in there, he, if this is the thing, he's just been sort of confidently letting it happen. But I'm really disappointed that we don't have any Mira. Or maybe we'll get some Mira and Helen Reed. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I don't hate it. Because, look, that happens and then we... That happens and, I don't know, John ki- dies killing the Night King. And then Danny and everybody march for her to finally take the Iron Throne. And Wait, then, John dies killing the Night King? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't right. know. I'm All just right. saying stuff. Right. Oh, I get it. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Do I need to have like no no no? You let me go off before, please. (laughs) Does anybody listening to this podcast think everything I say is a well thought out theory? False. Maybe nobody. You never know what kind of people are listening. (laughs) They're like Hannah knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, nobody thinks that. So there you have it. Is that it? I don't know. I mean, I think that it's time for us to own our favorite moments. Wait, like what did you said, think about Sansa looking at that dragon? That was going to be my own. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Talk Sorry. about like a moment that just encapsulates my annoyance. What do you mean? My annoyingness. I'm like, hey, by the way, what were you going to wait? Before you say anything, oh, is what you were going to say? <laughs> I thought you were saying that you were like annoyed by that scene. Oh, no. I was like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about me being annoying. We I need to like, have a conversation. Hey. That's it. RIP our long wait. It is now officially in game season. Boom, boom, boom. We're here. What is your own? Um, My own is a tweet about the trailer. <laughs> Is that allowed? Are you asking me? My own is a tweet from somebody who calls themselves Plant Mom on Twitter at Brione, B R I O N E H. Somebody tweeted Sansa sees dragons for the first time, photos of that moment. And this person retweeted it and said, Dragons see Sansa for the first time. (laughs) And I was like, Yes. That is a perfect Hannah own right there. It truly, truly is. Right on. Um, own to 
Sansa and Winterfell and dragons in Winterfell and gangs all here. Dragons see Sansa for the first time. <sighs> can I give a few? You can do whatever the heck you want. I'll keep them very brief. Uh, own to the scene of Jamie Brienne fighting in fire like the dreams from the story suggested. Heck yeah. And I'll just do I'll just do one more. Own to no, I want to do two more. Own to Jamie for what he said about saying he was coming north and that's what he's gonna do. And I like I just like his the idea of his just sort of like unending resolve, like mm, well, we're headed north to see how this how this ends after all of the the trouble he's had with the Starks in the past. This will be really really interesting to to see happen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give my own to the infantry being supplied with dragon glass weapons. I think that that's all shout out to Gendry, but just that happening overall in the series is going to be a really satisfying thing to see the living fight the dead. And it's really cool that it's in a way that's, it makes a lot of sense with the mechanics of the story, just the, the visuals of that. And I'm sure it was going to, going to be, they've already filmed it. I'm sure it was really, I'm sure it was really difficult to film. If a lot of these people were in, I'm sure these people were wearing suits that allowed them to be CGI'd into the scene or something because there's not really an army of the dead or maybe they had some really convincing physical, you know, practical stuff mixed in with all of the the effects that they were using. But either way, it's going to be really cool to see uh, Unsullied fighting with dragon glass weapons. It's going to be really cool to see people in general fighting with Valyrian, like with Heartsbane being there, with Jorah, you know, just people in general fighting with weapons that can kill the White Walkers instead of it being always like it was where we see them and we just kind of freak out and run. It's going to be cool to see people fighting, like normal people fighting against them. It's going to be neat. It's going to be really cool. It's like we know what we're doing now. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. So what'd you think? About your own? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Cool. I liked your own too. Sansa or Dragon seeing Sansa for the first time is cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to give my own to Sansa every episode of season six. I mean, what? Season eight. <laughs> <laughs> if she survives. She's not dying. Okay. Okay. She's not dying. If Sansa dies, so do I. We've reached that moment. It's been... A long wait. You guys have been sending in owns. It's finally here. Owns for the season eight trailer. Thanks to everyone for sending them in. We're going to read some of them starting now. Starting now. The first is coming from twitter.com and is mm, Tanja KTX who says, Own to my last brain cell for thinking this was Rickon, then remembering he died two seasons ago. And Mm. they're talking about that shot when... John and Danny are marching into Winterfell, and that little kid is looking down, kind of mirroring what Bran did in season one. That could have been Rickon. Except for he didn't zigzag enough. Our next own is from Jen Calhoun. She writes, own to HBO for not needing the Super Bowl or any other big event to give us a trailer, but just dropping it at 11 on a Tuesday and still breaking the internet. Own to the work (laughs) I won't get done today, and own to Jamie Lannister, who I just need to see for five seconds to steal my heart. Heart emojis. Her eyes are <laughs> Amen. Next, we got at Clint wrote this, who says, own to all the people in the fandom who have made it this far, dot, dot, dot. We can all, we can now all, quote, dream of spring. Hashtag 2K19. That's right. 
at Boyd1212 writes, Own to Ice and Fire, who are also the children of Ice and Fire in the Winterfell Crimps. At Joyful, Robin H., who says, Own to Gendry for having an entire two seconds in the trailer looking like a boss. Hashtag Game of Thrones Season 8. At Beauty Brienne writes, Own to my IT guy at work who came and fixed my internet connection so I could watch it. Work so I could work. <laughs> <laughs> at Real Delina. Who says, owns to HBO for stealthily dropping an amazing trailer after we thought the EW picks were all that we were going to get. And owned to seeing Tormund and Gendry in the trailer since they weren't in any picks previously. So true. That was a gift that they honestly confirmed that for us. I was like, let me know a month early that they survived. Yes. Bless up. Gary Manis writes, the Manis, owned to the director of the ep that gave us the down the tail shot of the dragons flying through the snow covered north. Gary, we got you on that (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. We're going to figure that out. (laughs) We promise. At Wenda the White Fawn on Twitter, who says, owned to hashtag pod being the last characters we see on the front line squaring up against the night king's army loved that own to jamie for taking a cue from brienne and becoming an oath keeper just give all the owns to brienne sam on twitter writes own to hbo because you know this is probably just footage from the first step <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing yeah Silverwing, who says, own to aria who has hogged most of the trailer and would be dying in episode three ouch bold Heathen King writes, John and Daenerys swaggering towards their dragon is a whole ass mood as we approach the final season in this year, 2K19. Hashtag we are all going to need therapy. That was a just a an expert own, <laughs> practiced own. At blank 76, Kelly B says, own to Sir Jamie a true knight for fighting for the side that fights for the living. Did he come to the right place? From Raquelio Rindoon Pirate Drag Queen fan account at a lot of letters on Twitter writes, own to ghost for failing to get a for failing to get into the trailer. Hashtag keep ghost alive. Or did he fail to get into the trailer? Oh, that's true. With the uh the scene of the horses riding and all of the feet of the wolves. Sarah B, who says, own to smug Cersei being smug. Because I wish I felt half so confident over what's going to go down in season eight. Amen. Own to Barrick and Tormund for being officially not dead. And own to me for not having a heart attack at basically any point during this trailer. <laughs> at Lord Dreamflame writes, own to Jamie for keeping his promise. Oathkeeper yet again. At Abenara, own to Sir Jorah for so sticking good. with his Khaleesi and bringing his rugged Bear <laughs> Island charm <laughs> to the north. You're a fox, hashtag Jorah Mormont. Don't die. And then we get this extremely good picture of Jorah. Yeah, he's handsome as hell. In that picture. Yeah, look at those pauldrons. They're huge. Jason, Poxy, Jane, poor, did nothing wrong. These are too long, guys. Your names are too long. Make your names shorter. (laughs) It's really funny. Jason, Poxy, Jane, poor... I think it's supposed to be Jane Poole did nothing wrong. Walcott writes, if you saw undead, <laughs> this is it. If you saw undead headless Ned walking towards, you'd be owned to. Did I like screenshot this to you? No. Uh, okay. Let me try this again. If you saw undead headless Ned walking towards, you'd be owned to. Owned to headless, headless Ned. That's the craziest tweet I've ever read. <laughs> Oh, boy. I swear, it's not happening, but I might be wrong. Just quick from A. Rome, if I die before April 14th, colon, I'll be very upset. (laughs) At 
Erica, who says, just saw the trailer on the Metro in Madrid, owned the dead horse hoof that steps down as the camera pans into almost complete darkness. Hashtag chills. From Julie Harris Green at Inky Pages on Twitter, trailer owns, number one, the dragons look amazing. Number two, Jamie's vow at the end. Number three, the concern on Sansa's face when she sees the dragons. Since they're a power move, she can't top. Ooh, shots fired to Hannah. Shots fired. I'm fine. You good? Yeah. God, you're so composed. <laughs> I envy you. Michelle on Twitter says, own to Arya. All her training chasing cats is finally paying off. Girl can run. <laughs> Hashtag a girl is frightened. Molly Raisley on Twitter. My trailer own goes to Dolores Ed, that glorious son of a bitch who is somehow still alive. Anti-owned to Danny and the Stark Crips where, oh, Stark and Caps Crips, where Rickard and Brandon are buried. Hashtag where's ghost 2K19. Get that hashtag trending. Peter at P94 at home says own to pod who started off the series as a timid squire and is now ending the series on the front line of the great war. And which will likely be the site of the greatest battle this war. Amanda Taylor writes, own to the ER doctors who restarted my heart today after I finished <laughs> watching that amazing trailer. Most everyone's mad here. At EVS Matt here on Twitter goes, pre-owned to John and Arya if and when he gives her the dragonglass weapon, one of them says, stick them with a pointy end. <laughs> oh, they're those, those moments wow. we were talking about. Those little yeah. side moments. You're like, what's Game of Thrones with a lot of, a little bit of life? Yes. Just remember to stick those White Walkers with the pointy end. And now we move over to Facebook.com. Facebook, you thought we forgot about you. We tried to. This own is from Zach Carr. Own to the seven seconds of Arya sprinting through Winterfell for making me scream at the top of my lungs at 8.30 in the morning. I know death. He's got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. My girl, Arya, needs to chill. It's the final season. There's no plot armor now. Amen to that. So true. Dylan JL says, Own to Beric Dondarrion, Dollars Ed, and Torment in all caps, for being alive. No hypeless man may sit behind <laughs> stone chair. Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag something 2K19. <laughs> Dylan, I like your vibe. Adam Lavoy, Own to Arya's 40-yard dash time. Hashtag somebody sign her. Rachel Jenkins, who says, Gotta give the own to Cersei's wordless hold my wine response. Jessica Ivy, I can't tell if the trailer is really good or if I'm just so fucking excited to have the trailer. Amen. Real. Own goes to the last <laughs> scene of the trailer. Zombie crazy face nine times. It's like a shocked, you know, the O face. I love that emoji. Not like the O face, but the, you get what I'm saying. Saron Hand says, John and Danny walking up to Drogon and Rhaegal like the king and queen they are. John is a dragon rider. John is John is a dragon rider. Hashtag 2K19. Nina D. Owned to Cersei with all her final boss smirking. Death is coming for us all, Lioness. Even you. Owned to the trailer editor because all the heartbreak and terror distilled to two minutes. Karma Wilson-Clark owns to Drogon and Rhaegal giving us a sweet air show over Winterfell. That was for the kids. Abby Elisa owned to the Night King for not even showing his face and still scaring the shit out of everyone. <laughs> and last but not least, Jen Wolf Belda, who says, owned to Gendry forging that Valyrian steel. That's my theory anyway, and I'm sticking to it. So there you have it owns of the trailer thanks to everyone for sitting in your owns thank you so much that was so fun to go through those i was really excited when the trailer dropped and you all made that day and uh reading the tweets over the course of the week way more enjoyable 
such a blast. Keep sending them in yeah. as you continue to break down the trailer and find new theories, all of that kind of stuff. We would love to see it. So Jen on Facebook, when she says Gendry foraging that Valyrian still, what do you think? To me, I'm more shook by their bold. I'm sticking to it because it's too early for that. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and someone said, uh, it was, I'm, it's right in front of me. I can just read it. Nina D wrote owned a Cersei with all her final boss smirking. And I was just like something, a switch activated my mind. And everything that you said to me is like slowly making more sense. Do you think Cersei could really be the final boss when all this time we were thinking about the Night King? How wild would that be? It just doesn't. I don't know, man. I never said I thought it was true. <laughs> only that I thought it was interesting. That's crazy. That is so crazy. There's going to be. I don't know anything. Uh, okay. Well, I'm excited to talk about this for the weeks leading up to April 14th. I know that there's going to be more probably. I don't know if there's going to be. We're talking like this is going to be the last trailer and I'm not much not sure how much more they could do other than like having some really famous music artists do like a cover of another really famous song. Set Ed to Sheeran? Like, yeah, yeah, like an oh. Ed Sheeran, like <laughs> go for the throne, you know, cover or something. No. Please, no. I'm really interested to know what everyone else thinks, though. So please tell us. Tell us what you think. If you want to send us a tweet or send in your own thoughts, you can find us on Twitter at Game of Owns. You can find us on Facebook at Game of Owns, or you can send us an email to contact at gameofowns.com. We also have an Instagram page. And if you haven't heard, we have t-shirts now, which is extremely exciting. Uh, we've got two of them. We've got one that says 2K19, our favorite hashtag, and one that features both dragons and dire wolves. So if you want to check those out, you can head over to our website, gameofowns.com, and order a t-shirt. Shout out to Sean. History of Westeros, who wore it on their live stream the other day. Also, Aziz and Ashea wore it a couple weeks ago on their live yeah, stream. Yeah, shout out to them being our biggest fans. Yeah, so you guys are really it was nice. really sweet. So sweet. So if you want your own t-shirt um, to spread the 2K19 everywhere you go, you can check that out on our website. That web address is gameofowns.com slash shirts. Why not get both? Also, they're black because we only wear black. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So. But the 2K19's in Ice and Fire <laughs> colors, so there's something there. I'm just really excited. This is cool. This is good. We've been talking about this for a long time, and we're finally here. So everybody buckle up because we've got a really, really, really fun couple of months ahead of us. We're so glad that you're with us to experience the final season of what Game of Thrones has turned into. Had no idea it was going to turn into all of this at the very beginning of all of this, but so glad that you're here. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk soon. <laughs>